Welcome to this episode of Alive and Thriving. Today's episode is a really special one because I am going to introduce you to the very, very talented, very smart, very inspirational woman who actually is responsible for my EFT tapping career. So (laughs) um, let me introduce you, Lorna Hollinger is an international EFT master trainer and practitioner, an Amazon best-selling author, and the CEO of the multi-award-winning business, Australian Tapping Institute. Lorna has been featured in numerous print and online magazines. She has appeared in numerous media, website articles. She is a regular guest on Australian and international podcasts. Lorna also holds diplomas in life coaching, business management, master practitioner certifications in emotional freedom techniques, such as EFT tapping and neurolinguistic programming. This is going to be an amazing episode. If you would like to know more about how somebody who is so acclaimed and so successful manages to juggle a busy online training academy and still live an amazing and sane life (laughs) and continue listening. This is Alive and Thriving, where we tackle all things that stand in the way of holistic well-being and self-care in life and as women in business. Join me for real and raw conversations and inspiring guests who are expert in their fields as we come back to life together, overcoming stress, anxiety, nourishing our mind, body, and emotions. I am your host, Jessica Reed, alternative therapist, life and well-being coach. And if you are ready to grow, heal, and thrive together, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Alive and Thriving, Lorna. It is so, so amazing to have you here today. Thanks, Jess, and thank you for inviting me onto your podcast and the newly named part as well. I'm super excited to be here, Alive and Thriving. I know, I know, I know. I love the rebrand, Alive and Thriving. Now, you are not aware of this, but when I introduced you and your bio, I have actually introduced you as the woman responsible for my career in AFP tapping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taught no, water, but super, super mama bear proud. You know, I get very mama bear proud about all our students. So I think I I'm really just mama bear proud of what you've done, achieved and accomplished and came through our school to, to you know, yeah. catapult this, what is it, jettison, whatever the word is. Absolutely. I know I was thinking about it before and I thought, there's there's some very a couple of very significant people in my life and in and particularly in this pathway that I've taken over the last mm. few years of my healing and my growth and then the business. Um, and I tell my story all the time and I say I came across AFT and I enrolled in a practitioner training for purely selfish reasons. I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to know how to use AFT <laughs> to feel better. And then one of the requirements of your training, because it is very, very thorough advanced pra- practitioner training is that you have, um, what is it, I think a minimum of, of 30 hours um, one-on-one work with pro bono clients. Yes. And that for me just cemented like this is what I have to be doing because the yeah. change wasn't just me. It was being a part of it with other people and 
that's powerful. Like that's that's Very. something else, isn't it? And you embrace the fact that you know you knew you needed to do your own work because the yeah. more of your own work you do, the deeper you can take clients. That's exactly right. It's- I will never forget you saying the universe will only send you who I think you said who you are ready for or what you are ready for. The universe will only yeah. send you what you can handle. I think it what might you be can handle, yeah. 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 And so when when you go, and it sounds maybe a little bit funny to say, but the fun stuff with clients is when you can go and do the deep stuff. Yes. Because you exactly. see the transformation, you feel it, and it's so it's so humbling and so uh, so alive. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It's that kind. It is. It's that coming back to life, isn't it? It it really it is. is. I think uh, listeners are going to hear me say that a lot now. <laughs> it's that, <laughs> it is though. It really is that coming back to life. Now, Lorna, I have introduced you. You know, with the bio and the credentials, but could you just tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your journey and how you became this amazing accomplished woman that you are with this beautiful <laughs> business and this life by design, which we're going to talk all about today. Who who are you? How did you get here? Who am I? So I would describe myself as a sassy single single woman. Um, I, I live in Sydney. I have grown up children. Uh, so I have these these fabulous young men that who are now off living their lives. They're building their dreams. My kids are, my sons are all off building your really great careers. So now it's, it's just me. Um, And you're right, you know, talking very much about life by design. I want my life to be freedom. I want to be able to create the life I now want to create. I feel I've done my mum job in raising them into, into men who are fully functional, good careers, good to women, you know, that, that sort of stuff. But yeah, what what is it for me now? So yeah, um, what else is it tell you about me? So yeah, I love freedom. I have four values that I live my life by: playful, passionate, determined, and freedom. And if something's not ticking those boxes, I'm disinterested. I'm not doing it, and I'm not going there. That's beautiful, and that really shines through. Um, if you have a conversation with Lorna, if you sit through her training um, or her masterclasses uh, or you follow her on Instagram, um, that really shows, that really shines through those values, particularly that, yeah, that playful. I love that about you. That's something <laughs> that I, I would love to connect more with with me is that playful side. Um, and that led into the book because, you know, everyone, all, yes. my book is called Thank God He's Gone. Yeah. But it's not a man bashing book. I mean, I date beautiful men. I raise beautiful sons. Yeah. The tagline is The Smart Woman's Guide to getting back your personal power and reclaim your confidence. I love that. If the book had been read by men, it would have said, thank God they've gone. But men don't read those books after divorce and separation. So attract to women, thank God he's gone. Yeah. So let's just talk about the book for a minute. Okay, yeah. I'm so glad you brought it up because we just chatted about some some things we chatted about before and we didn't really... Um, we didn't really chat about the book, so I hope that is okay that we absolutely, do. yeah. We it up, can you just tell us a bit more about how? Because you're an, a number one bestseller on Amazon. Absolutely, yeah. and there's an audible version as as well now, so yeah, you can so read thank, the book. You can God listen to the book. Gone. Yeah, thank God he's how gone. How did the by book come about? How did it come about? I scoped the book out in like 2013. I had scoped out this very detailed book, and when I looked at all the chapters, it was taking her from She's just become separated and single into this brand new relationship and how is she going to manage the blended family with other children? I thought, 
that's ridiculous, Lorna. Like that's too big a journey too fast for somebody. Mm -hmm. So I then looked, okay, so what would be the first part I would want to talk to someone about? So I really just took it in. Part of it's my story and part of it's my life lessons and part of it's how I got from divorced, single, victim, oh, my God, look what they did to me, the pair of them, mm -hmm. how that affected my children into healing from that, mm. understanding that he did the best he did, I did the best I did. We may not have got it right, but having a lot of forgiveness and empathy um, and compassion for the journey he was on. Yeah, I was very traumatized as a young woman. My mum died when I was 18. Um, him and I having no family and just having each other mm. must have been massive for him. He's mm. sitting in his own trauma. I've So, yeah, so when you look at all of that, so to get to a place to go, I can now let that go. Mm. I can understand and I want to help other women of let's let that go. Like it, let's be grateful that that's done and over with because now you get to go, what is my life going to look like? As I say, how am I going to restructure my whole life to be what I want it to be about? How yeah. do I get my freedom? So it's it's all of that all woven in. It has a little bit of EFT tapping, not yep. a lot. So it's not just a tapping book. Yep. It really is about helping women take you on the journey from mm. it's crashed, it's done, it's finished. Even yeah. if it was 10 years ago, it's done. Yeah. How do you get to love the life that you've got? Because now you get to create it on your terms. And I That's think so awesome. many women forget that of, it's done, but now I get to create what I want. My canvas is blank. Mm, what I want my yeah. canvas to be about. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So I can see that being really, really pivotal in somebody who's going through even like a grief of a past relationship Correct. or just in that transition period or even just refinding themselves because even absolutely. if you may be not divorced, you may still be refinding yourself, um, you know, and creating that new step of life. Um, outside yeah. of children or letting go of, of something that you've known for long for a long period of time like a career or an identity or or something it sounds like it's going to be really really transformational for so yeah. many women to read your book and identity is perfectly yes it's the who am I now I was part of a something a couple together yes. us now I'm not sometimes it's with children sometimes without yeah. but you're right what's my identity who am yeah. I yeah, because we tie so much of what we do to, we tie our identity often to what is going on in our life, don't we? Our roles. Yeah, that's a big thing yeah, I learned with all the hats we make. practitioner training. <laughs> you know, yeah. just how so that's kind of how the book came. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you go. Yeah. I'm and, and that, <laughs> I know, we're both so excited. Um, so that's how the book came to, to life. And I wrote it in about two or three weeks mm. and just wow. a very cathartic process. If somebody wants to write a book, yeah. do it do yourself yeah. a favor and do it so much of the book that got written did not go in yeah. but it was therapy to me to process my relationship with my father my relationship with my mother as if she died when I was quite young yeah. it gave those opportunities to write about those and process they'll never yeah. see the light of day yeah but they were cathartic that's beautiful Absolutely. yeah it was so good yeah um, I just wanted to ask, cause you mentioned, you know, it's not a tapping book, but I am wondering how pivotal EFT was for you in your healing journey in that process. So did you know about it before you started this journey? Did you learn EFT partway through? Like where, where did EFT come into your life? 
So I was already a life coach. So I'd been a life coach for probably three, four, five years by that stage. And one of my bestie friends who I'd gone through coaching college with kept coming up with this weirdo stuff about tapping on your own body in your face. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, seriously. And like, she's on the other side of Australia. So you know, it was only ever phone calls and I could roll my eyes privately on this side of the country. <laughs> but she was really, really adamant. So eventually I get on a plane, fly to Perth, catch up with her. And she goes, right, captive audience. I need you to stop thinking and I want you to feel this. Mm. Okay. So that weekend I did some sessions with her where I stopped talking. I stopped thinking and I felt I was sold. Couldn't it get on that internet quick enough to find practitioner training for myself? Wow. Wasn't prepared to wait. Wasn't prepared to do And I wanted it now. So I did. So I found somewhere, got myself trained, got myself qualified as fast as I can added it to my client sessions, oh, my God, the difference for them was just, it was just like it was just like this whole world had opened up that didn't exist before. It was the missing link between I see my clients every week, what happens in the meantime when they're triggered, when they've gone to mums and had a fight and he said this and that, what happened to them? They, I recognise our, our clients sit in a level of trauma might be too big a word, but for some of them it is. Yeah. They had nothing because they didn't have me until next Thursday. Yes. Yeah. So tapping for me really filled that beautiful gap to go, right, when you leave here, Mm -hmm. if that happens, this is what you do. Mm. Do that before you text me. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was just this, oh my God, this is going nowhere. This is staying in my business and has completely replaced all the coaching, (laughs) most of the coaching conversations. Yeah. Everybody's doing tapping, whether you came for it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I love one thing I really love about tapping is that it is such a versatile tool. First of all, in terms of what you can address with it, um, because I haven't really come across anything I haven't tried to tap about yet. <laughs> um, but also too, and obviously that it is, it's it's somatic and it's also psychotherapy all together as well. But I love from a client perspective that you can have that level of self-help that level of let's calm our amygdala, let's teach ourselves that this is safe, um, with either it be between sessions or whether you're listening to audios and tapping along with things on the internet, um, which are obviously at that universal level, or you can use it as this amazing healing, releasing, reprogramming tool really um, when you combine it in that therapeutic setting. And I just love that it has that versatility for self-help and yeah. for healing, it's, yeah. That's <laughs> and for me as well, I know when clients would first come to me when I kind of had just brought EFT in and I'd get the, oh, well, I've been seeing a therapist or a counsellor for X number of months or years. And my first words were, you're not seeing me in two years. <laughs> if you're still here exactly in two right. years, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. I'm happy for you to go off, do your own work and come back. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here with you for the next two years without us shifting and processing and moving everything along. And that was the gold part for me. Yeah. Yeah, people Um, became empowered because they got to own, and let's face it, we know it's on the end of your own fingers. Yeah. They were empowered as part of their own healing journey. Absolutely. You know, someone said, and I by no means, um, like I've experienced talk therapy myself and I know, you know, everything holds its, its place. Agree. Um, and everybody benefits differently from different things. Um, so by no means am I saying anything bad here. But we were talking the other day, I was talking with someone the other day about how 
you know, when you're in that talk setting, how you're, you're thinking about the feelings and you've got to think about it. And there's always that. And that's probably part of why it takes so long to process it. But when you're doing something like EFT and you're working with the body and it's that body psychotherapy that you're doing, mm-hmm. you are feeling the feelings that are associated with the event, with the trauma, with the emotional attachment that the amygdala's made. You're feeling them. And so when you're tapping and you are desensitizing them, you are cutting that you know cord between the amygdala's arousal to that thought or, or event and the way you feel and where it's stored in your body, you just get to to that um, processing and releasing yeah. a lot faster, in my opinion, if you use your body. Yeah. I, I agree, and it's that processing side of it. It's yeah. the not sitting in it, not being re-traumatised yeah. and not having – and that was part of my story when, because I've been divorced twice. So my first divorce was um, considerably more traumatic than my second divorce. Uh, but my first divorce was very much, I went to a counsellor and I went to her every Thursday. It was God, 20 something years ago. I paid her a hundred dollars to talk at her every week and get angrier and angrier and mm. angrier. Nothing shifted, nothing changed except my level of anger. I was already angry. And it was. And and so when it came to what was I going to do when I wanted to enter the healing space, that was not a choice for me because my experience had been the fact that I just got angry and I didn't want that to be anyone else's experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm. I love that they, and then like you said, they can then take it home. You can give them something so that between seeing you next week or fortnightly or whenever someone, whatever someone's doing with you, you can say, well, if this happens, this is a tool. This is what you do. And yeah. no one can see me because we're on audio, but I'm tapping. <laughs> this is what you do. Tapping, tapping on the side yeah. of the hand as we, yeah, as just, we do. Just simply start by feeling it. Use words if you need to, but this is yeah. what you do, right? So you, you're giving them that, as you say, you're empowering them on their own self-healing journey and leaving with some really, really powerful tools that are going to actually help them. They're not surfacing emotions, surfacing yeah things by talking about it and bringing their focus and attention to it and then just going off unsupported for the next week left to deal and if you've done any healing you'll know that when you start unraveling things you know there comes the stress the anxiety the illness in your body I know I've been physically ill processing some things you know um but it's 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 all so worth it but if you're sitting in that space alone between sessions with someone without any idea how to help yourself between that, that that makes you not want to go back. Exactly, exactly. Whereas tapping can also speed it up because you can say, well, okay, so we've dealt with ABC today. The little trailer bits of that are X, Y, Z. You could do some tapping every day, a couple of minutes a day on that. Just look at that list and just tap on that. And it helps speed it all up. So when they come to you next time, something else that's deeper that you as a practitioner can take them through and hold the space as that's deeper stuff gets to get worked on because the little top stuff that just bubbles, mm-hmm. they can often just process it as well on, on their own in between sessions. Yes, that's exactly right. And I love that you brought that up because often when we are doing our self-healing on our own, and I know I experienced this on my own, um, I could only take myself so far. Because the brain's like, no, 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 you know, it's just we're wired for safety and survival. It's just, you know, so simple, really. Um, And so to go and take myself into a space where I didn't feel safe 
to think about, to re-experience, to potentially re-traumatize myself, which we can often do just by thinking about something. Uh, you know, so you're right, having someone who knows how to move you through that space. And I love, mm. you know, you've taught us techniques in this, in our practitioner training where we don't even have to know someone's story. We don't, you, you, know, you don't even have to tell your practitioner what is going on for you. We just need to work with the body and how it feels and, and um, you know, those processes that you've trained. So, yeah, anyway. yeah. I love how these conversations go absolutely nowhere where I plan them to go. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I. I really wanted to ask you, Lorna, um, because we talked about life by design and you've spoken about, you know, your four values and how important that is for you. And if you do follow Lorna on socials, you will see that she is fun. And she's constantly putting herself into these experiences <laughs> you know, that I know I certainly would have to have to do a bit of tapping beforehand for some of Are you them. talking about my trip to Cairns? Yeah. <laughs> so look, I guess I really wanted to know though, because I a lot of our listeners are business owners in whatever mm. business they have. And life by design is a lot of reasons why entrepreneurs and business owners get into what what you know they are doing because we have this vision that we can spend yeah. this time with our kids and be present here and do this and have a successful business. But then so often the business consumes us because it's a machine that just doesn't stop taking whatever we are willing to give it. So yeah. I really would love to know, and I would love for you to share, how do you run a successful online academy, um, a training academy, and still create that life by design that you love. How do I do it now is different to how I was doing it before. Uh, in the early days, so let's talk about the early days. The early days was very much I need. I knew I needed systems mm -hmm. and I knew I needed to document things. If I was going to do a process, I knew I needed to, to write it down. I'm writing so, this down because I do not do that. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. That, that was the thing, If particularly like, you know, something as silly as, as simple as video production. Go to do a video production. I'm going to do four videos a month and I'm going to produce. And I get to there and go, how did I do that again? What size did I have the video? What, oh, God, what resolution was that? And did I put it through the, the transcription first? Was Those things I recognised, if I didn't write them down, too much time got left to thinking because my one of my main things is, I don't want to have to think about it more than once. Mm. I don't want to have to figure it out more than once. So when I figure it out once, I'm going to write it down step by step because that's that's one of my big things. Don't ask me to rewrite it and don't ask me to rethink it. Yeah. So write systems. Anything you do more than once, write down step by step how you do it. And it will feel really dumb in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But honestly, as your business grows, it will stop feeling dumb because you won't have to think. Because let's face it, if you've got five things in your head now, you're about to have 55 things in your head tomorrow. And I can think of how much time grows. I would say, honestly, in my day, my week, um, by having these systems, because I basically yes. rewrite a system anytime I want to give a new task to my VA. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> um, but whereas if I did it and I'm thinking, how did I do that? What did I do? Or, you know, you're, you are so right. How much time I would say even get back just by that simple simple step and mine is driven from I don't want to have to think because mm. the brain's actually not designed to think that's, that's why amazing. we can do so many things on because <laughs> it takes up it takes energy 
the vein's meant to, to work on repetition. I tie my shoelaces, I do my teeth, yep. all these things on repetition. So, yeah, so that was been my one thing is to write systems and don't get overwhelmed by the word systems. It simply means write it step by step. Yep. That's all the system is, write it step yep. by step. Um, what are the other things to do? Uh, I had to prioritise. Mm-hmm. I had to really decide what was important and, ha- and what had to get done in and around everything else I get done. Yeah, you know, I'm in a different space as probably a lot of your business owners are. I'm My kids have moved out. My life is completely my own. I don't have the responsibilities for the children, but I did have. So I worked full-time and I went to college and I started my business. So I had a lot of things going. Yeah. I had to get a bit organised as well. Yeah, I, I had to sit with my sons and say, this is the stuff I need to do. What do you need to do? and get us on the same page of what was important to all of us. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I had to do. So my kids were older then. They were primary school heading into teenage years mm-hmm. and then up through there. But it was, it was it was having to make sure I knew what needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Now these days um, I have a virtual assistant, so I've only just taken a virtual assistant on. If I had to go and look at importance, outsource mm-hmm. before you can afford to do so. Oh. Yes, I am in a mastermind and she drums that into us. And I just did a happy dance when you said that off my, I jumped off my chair. We were literally talking about this in my business mentor call yesterday. And she said, you have outsourced because that's what I did. Can't afford, oh, not not can't afford, but you know, you don't believe your business is in a position to be spending out that money. Correct. Um, But, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Lord, I you are dead spot on every successful woman in business who I have spoken to has said exactly that. So thank you for reiterating. And not just your your VA stuff. If you're not good with books, get a bookkeeper to do your books for you. Get someone to set up the system for you. Outsource those things. And I said, I I was as guilty as now. I can't afford it. I can't prioritize money for that. My VA has been the best thing I have done. Um, and I, I said, I know I've had the luxury because I have been single. I haven't had responsibilities of other people. But now that I've gone, well, I don't really want to work that many hours. I'm working way too many days a week for my liking. Yeah. There's way too many other things I want to do. Oh, she can do all of that. Yeah. So I took my <laughs> VA from 10 hours. She did work 10 hours one week, mm-hmm. 10 hours the next week. And I was going to stagger it up over the next three months. Yeah. And I rang one day and just said, oh, no, I need you full time. <laughs> Yeah. I'll find the money and she's yeah. just invaluable. Yeah. And it and you know what? You probably find, or well, I'm going to assume, that as you've done that, you haven't even needed to find the money because you've had more time to do income-producing things and Correct. enjoy the life that you love. So Correct. And you and I yeah. talked offline about it. Yeah, This year for 2022, I think, has been trust. Mm. Yeah, Trusting that the universe always delivers exactly what you need when you need it. Yeah. And as you said, the money just it turned up yeah haven't had to think once about how am I paying her it just turns up because I trusted and I think that's hard when you're new in business yeah if I oh, give yeah. now when will the return come and if I give now when the, will the reward come and it's that mm-hmm. trust part because the reward comes second yes yeah and as a new oh, person yes. in business early <laughs> in your business it is it's that trust yeah it's and that's big. I am early in my business. I'm nearly in my second year, but that was a big lesson for me this year. I was um so Lana, my daughter goes to daycare now three days a week and they're my working days. 
Uh, at the beginning of the year, it was two days and I was putting her in these casual days of daycare and just overwhelmed by the amount of just the simple things, you know, the the graphic creations, the, um, I don't know, I can't even think now, but so many tasks that were just like that I find tedious that someone else does really, really quickly. And I was spending, so I was putting her in casual days of daycare and they were costing me $165 a day. But because it was daycare, I didn't really think about it. And then one day it just clicked to me because I'm like, no, I'm not in a position to hire someone. I'm not in a position to hire someone. And I was like, hang on a minute. Let's redirect that $165 and let's just start with a VA just for three hours a week. But, you know, that three hours, she does what I was doing in that whole day because I was flustered and frustrated and not enjoying the things I was doing. Um, She does in that whole day, you know, in three hours, but I would take that whole day to do and and the money is reinvested back in my business and it has just brought so much enjoyment. I outsourced Facebook ads because they were time-consuming and confusing and mm. I'm not an expert in that field. Um, you know, so it's that outsourcing and that all of that. Okay. It, yeah, it's a big lesson and it is scary when you're new in business because it is that yeah. where is the money going to come from? But sometimes you need to you need to do those steps before you can actually grow. Yeah. Correct. I look at the work my VA does and there is no way on the planet I want to do that work again. I just <laughs> And they don't. do it so well, though. They do it they so do. well. Yeah. And, they and if they didn't it, like they the admin it. work, they wouldn't be in the VA industry. So <laughs> give them what they like and we'll do what we like. Right? And that, that's exactly it. And what it's done for me, it is it's freed up my time to do the projects in the business to grow the business. Yeah. Because I was so bogged down in the doing stuff of the business and having to get on on social media and do this. And it was so bogged down in that stuff. Yeah. The project work, as I call it, which is the new products, um, new programs, improving the programs I've got. Yeah. I now have time to do those projects that I never had before. So it's like, yeah. this is win-win. Absolutely. And my last, last, last thing for people yeah. in business, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You came in it to enjoy it. Yeah. Find the bits about it that you enjoy. Yeah. If you've started your business and you absolutely hate it, you don't have to continue. No. You can stop. I love that. And quit and leave and yep. go do something else. Yeah. If enjoy you're not it. enjoying it and it's not what you thought it would be mm-hmm. and you can't reframe it to what you, it's something you enjoy, stop doing it. Life's yeah. too short. Yeah, my story got- is my mum dropped dead when she was 42. Yeah. My I was 18 and she was gone in two weeks. Mm. Life is short and life is fragile. It do sure not is. do your business if you're not loving it. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that. That would resonate too with so many new people in business because yeah. I know even for myself, we get caught up in that, the busyness and doing all, wearing all the hats. You know, all the things and the list is overwhelming and it feels like because it's hard to stay in your own lane when you're new in business Mm -hmm. as well. It feels like all the shoulds, well, they're doing this, so I should be doing this. I should be on this platform as well. I should be doing this. I should have a weekly podcast and a weekly blog and this and this and it's overwhelming and you've got, you know, like for me, I had young children. My youngest is only three, so she's still very much, um, you know, she doesn't occupy herself when we're at home together. She needs me for that. 
Um, and and then I don't know, I even found at some stages there was resentment. I was like, Amelia, I have work to do. And then no, no, it's not why I created this. Yeah. And so you are so right. If you are not enjoying it, look at yeah. look at what you can do because ultimately you get to control if it is your business. Yeah. You get to control. Do you need to launch right now? Do you need to push something back? You know, make it fit you in your life. I love yeah. that. And I know for me, my boys, so my boys are 30 and 28 now. When they were younger, those young years for me were so important. Yeah. I didn't build my business to where I, I would I want it to be now and I, it is now because spending time with them was more important for me. Mm. I knew, particularly my youngest one, he's, I said, the 28-year-old, I knew within the next two to three years at that time he would move out. Yeah. And I knew once he moved out, he was never coming back. <laughs> so at that point in time, there was only him and I left. Yeah. So those hours for me were valuable. Yeah. And I made the priority to go, no, no, I'm not going to do that tonight and I'm not going to work tonight. Matt's home and he's watching TV. I wonder what he's watching. Yeah. So it's the really finding the balance of recognising while your business is important, mm. so are those children, so yeah. are the family. I came out of a marriage where everything, his, his, his career was the most important thing of all and none of us had any say. Like none of us even came a close second to, the business, to, mm. to his career yeah. and he sacrificed all of that. The flip side is after six months after we left, they sacked him. They sacked him. So he didn't have us. Wow. And and it's not nice, but but it shows you that was his importance and that's where he, and he wouldn't listen to come back to the family because his needs were getting met at work. Yeah. That value, that importance, that significance, all those connections, things were getting met for him outside of the home. Yeah. But it proves that said six months down the track, they sacked him. Yeah. He had none of it. He had to rebuild completely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It is. You need to focus on where those values are being met for you. Yeah. And yeah, what is important yeah. in your life right now, you know, and where, where are they not being met? And, and if that's not happening in your business, then you can figure out why. And it's likely because you're just not living quite in alignment with your values and, mm. and getting those core needs met. And that's how I get so much done in, in the ATI because my core needs are so met in it. Mm. My need for connection, I have all of the students. My yeah. need for significance, I get to lead a whole school. Yeah. You know, my my safety is there because it's something I love to do and mm-hmm. variety because I've got so many things. So I know so much of my core needs are met in that one endeavour that's mine. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, yes, yeah. that would be oh, something for everyone. Oh. What's 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 your drive? Where where are your needs met in your business, even in in the early days? Yeah, Perfect. yeah, I love that. You spoke about us of being happy, enjoying it as mm. being your tip. At what point? Because you used to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to do one on one coaching, one on one EFT. So you were working one on one. At what point did you know that it was right for you to switch out of working one on one to becoming? <laughs> a trainer and a business mentor uh, and studying a school, like an academy. You know? <laughs> so it started with, so when does, what was my last divorce? 10 years ago? I don't know how many years ago it was. Would have been 2014-ish in and around then. And my marriage was falling apart and things were getting pretty bad. I was already an EFT practitioner and I went looking for someone that I would work with as a practitioner to take me through my divorce. Yeah. to help me go through all of that, I couldn't find anybody. Oh. 
people I talked to just and remember I had so I had NLP um, I had diploma in coaching so I had quite high yeah. qualifications yeah. high business quals so I was looking for someone who was able to take me with yeah. in, and qualified where I was didn't find anyone it was like yeah. if I can't find them other people can't find them mm. so how do I grow my own mm. and it literally was that question how do I grow my own how could I do this oh and I built the school, we started at my dining room table, and I trained like everybody else did, and I had all the curriculum, and and I just kept sitting there going, but they're not getting what I'm getting. They're, they're not able to create a business like I can. They yeah. can't take clients where I can train them what's missing. Yeah. So I came back to the drawing board, pulled, the, pulled my training off the market, and yeah. got out my great big whiteboard and scoped everything I had and mapped all that. Yeah. How, did I, how did I do it? And then yeah. what did I teach people in my EFT training? Yeah. Where's the gap? Yeah. And that became the basis of my EFT training because I know it's not like the standard. No, I know talk, it's much more in-depth. <laughs> it does because we talk business, we talk lifestyle, yeah. we talk you, we talk get you through your own stuff. I mean, yeah. I've seen people graduate people in six weeks in EFT training and it's And like I've not understood how that can happen. Terrifying. And it actually, scares, yeah, it scares me too because, and I feel very confident to say this, with the qualifications that you've given me and the qualifications that I've sought outside as well. If somebody is coming to you for trauma Mm -hmm. and you have not had proper training and experience in that kind of space. Yeah. um, And I don't mean personal experience. I mean, experience working with people and knowing how to hold that space and what's right Right. and what's wrong. Um, then you can actually do more damage than you think um, you are doing. Yes. And it scares the living bejeebas out of me that me yeah, people can go off and they can be let out into the world. Um, even, I mean, I've just, I, I'm graduating tomorrow from a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and it's a, a similar thing in the sense of I looked at training and I thought, oh, do I really want to study for 12 months? And then I mm. looked at, what we did, we did gestalt counseling. We yeah. did an element of psychotherapy, a really strong trauma focus. We did past lives, grief, um, goals. I forget what else. Cause there's been 12 months of it, but I thought, mm, okay, so I'm going to leave with that. Yeah. What are the people who are graduating in the three day weekends leaving with? And, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, it's, and it's the same. It's exactly the same with that six week, quick turnaround yeah it scares me it scares me anyway just you're going to work with someone just do your research and meet them and feel comfortable and safe with them and don't feel like you have to go with them just because you've reached out to them is my advice if you're listening looking for a practitioner so i i get i get the flip side of it yeah i do a lot of business mentoring and coaching and and Mm. coaching of practitioners who have trained elsewhere of course i know what they're not getting because they come to me because a they can't get that. They can't get it sorted. They just can't get it off the ground, mm. and they haven't done their own work. Yeah, That's so I, I see that in in people who turn up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a big one. And I love that it's a requirement of your training that you Absolutely. do that work. Um, it's a whole. It's more than a module. It, it's you know yeah. throughout your triads, which is where you've got um, you know, you work with peers so that you can learn and grow and and get yeah. feedback and things, but. You are doing your work through that process as well as through your, I'm having a mind blank on what we call it, um, <laughs> personal peace procedure process yeah. and the support that you offer as well. And I love that that is a requirement because mm. 
if you are sitting in a space and you are triggered by somebody as a practitioner, you are not holding space for that person. And if you are not sure how you are going to deal with that, especially if something is raw, um, like I know right now I can't, I, I, I'm not taking on clients who have, uh, who want to see me for grief. And I just Mm. can't because I'm so much in my own right now that I just know that I'm not in a space to hold, to hold a space. It's almost a conflict of interest for me, Mm. but I'm aware of that. And I have that self-awareness because I have spent all these years Mm. doing this required work. (laughs) (laughs) Some things I wasn't ready to look at, but we did anyway. (laughs) No, we make it, make you do it anyway. It's very thorough. It is very, very thorough. Yeah. I love that. That's the way I built the school, I was always intended to be the premium school. Yeah. That that was always when, when I did any of my training, I'd go, oh, you can have a statement of attainment. I'm not a statement of attainment kind of girl. What's the highest qualification I can get? Yeah. What's the best I can have in, in whatever it is I'm studying? So I built my school around that premise. Yeah. It is the premium school. It, it will be premium pricing. People can go and get cheaper elsewhere, but yeah. we know we deliver because we help grow the people and that's that's our important part to grow our students into who they need to be Absolutely. into the person they need to be the, the the archetype of who they need to be yeah we know that's part of the journey we take them on it absolutely is mm. and you know there's no value price wise on releasing healing and letting go of things that have been holding you back your whole life there's one no of our amount students of money. said yeah. what was her words it's the cheapest therapy she's ever been in. <laughs> Probably. She's spending yeah. 12 yeah. months with us and doing all the training and ever, and re- releasing all the rest. She goes, oh, it's the cheapest therapy I've ever had. <laughs> and I graduated with a qualification. Well done. If that's how you want to language it, well done. Yeah. And, you know, I'm only, I'm only imagining that if I was in your shoes and I'd gone from this one-on-one work, uh, obviously deeply impacting people's lives one-on-one, but now teaching others, like, through that outreach, how many lives you are impacting by releasing these amazingly trained practitioners out into the world um, who are then going to be able to go and hold space for more healing for other people. And that reach that you now have is just so, so amazing. It's like, oh, I laughed at the beginning. Processing my in my head. The, <laughs> the goal at the very beginning of the business was I want to touch the lives of a million people. Yeah. I know I can't do that on my own. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, that was always my thing. Touch a lot. Yeah. A, a million, million people. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. you're well on your way to doing that now. And that's what the school gives me because it gives yeah. reach to everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Let's chat about EFT for a minute. Let's chat so, about yeah, EFT. Yeah. Before we wrap up, let's chat about <laughs> EFT. So <laughs> Lorna was featured in, um, so some of you may have heard there is a book um, a really top Australian researcher, EFT practitioner, Dr. Peter Stapleton, and she wrote a book, The Science Behind Tapping. Now, um, that is, I know nearly every practitioner will have listened to it or read it. Um, Lorna is actually featured in that book with one of her clients' case studies. Um, so just to give you an idea, you know, of how much of a master practitioner <laughs> she really <laughs> is. And so I would love to know from you, for someone who is brand new to EFT tapping, mm-hmm. so let's say not someone hasn't listened to Alive and Thriving yet, and if they haven't, if they have, then they've heard me talk about tapping a lot. But I want to hear from from you as a very, very experienced practitioner, trainer, EFT master, what is EFT tapping? Let's bring it back to basic girls. What do you do when you pick up a baby? 
you put it on your shoulder and do you tap it or do you pat it well I'm making a a patting a tapping sorry I've I've got a baby in my arms I've got a baby if you could see me on zoom I'm like I know what we do and I'm also bouncing up and down correct (laughs) we tap our babies anyway we call it patting but we tap our babies you and I know Jess the meridians they run down the back they come under the, the 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 bottom they're all through the body we know instinctively women as well as men, that tapping on the human body calms the body. It sends messages back to the the brain. It sends messages back to the amygdala that everything's safe and everything is fine. So we instinctively know as humans. We go and we hug our friends. What do we do? Wrap our arms around them and we pat their shoulder. We walk past our family and we pat their arm. Yeah. So we all know that there's this, this something about this touch. So tapping on the body with the talk therapy is when a thought comes through your head, it reprograms or rewires that thought that was previously scary. Let me take into another one of my analogies. Think of a recipe card box. I don't know how old any of you are. My mum had an old recipe card box. And in that little box, she had savory, she had sweet, she had whatever. Think of your brain like that. When you have a memory that's upsetting, so a dog barked at when you were two, it licked your ice cream when you were five, it ran at you when you were seven, in your box for dogs, your brain's going to go, ran at me, stole from me. So everything in there is this little recipe card. When a dog comes up to you now as a grown-up, your brain instantly goes dog, fear, runs back to that recipe card, pulls all those cards that says all the reasons why that dog was scary, And instantly your brain triggers, that's a threat. When we do our tapping on the thought of the dog, the dog coming near us and release the trauma in that or release the the thoughts in that that are fearful, the recipe card box gets less and less things in it Mm. because our brains aren't afraid in this very present moment. Right now the brain's not afraid of a dog. So if a dog comes into your awareness, it has to have a reference point to know it was scary. It's either something in the past, because if I'm afraid of them and you're not, it has to be something that's happened. And same with the future. If we think about all that dog that's at Aunt Mary's house when I go on Saturday, the brain's still got to go back to a past to reference. Why was that fearful? Mm, needs to go back to the recipe card to see what experience you've had with dogs yes yeah so when we do tapping and we empty the little recipe card box it doesn't have the reference point to go oh that dog's scary Uh, it's like you're taking out the fear ingredients each time you're releasing something you're taking out the fear ingredients of the the recipe until there's no ingredients left and so you and i know so there may be five six events of why you're fearful of the dog through tapping, we can release each one of them through different processes. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer afraid of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's the really simplistic way of, of explaining what tapping does that people people get easier yeah. rather than talk about the science and the amygdala and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. really, oh, yeah, I haven't heard you use that analogy. And Have I, really, I not? Okay. No, no, I haven't heard that one, but I have, yeah, but um. I'm just processing it. I really love it. And I'm actually, because I'm a very visual person, I'm imagining like these ingredients just disappearing, disappearing, disappearing. Because it is, I know you described it to us as, um, you know, when we start working on something, we've got our our tabletop issue, which is what we 
think is going on and what we're feeling yeah. in the moment, what we're experiencing. And there's always legs that are holding up that table. Correct. And so I guess those recipes would be like those legs. You're knocking out the legs one by one until the yeah. table collapses. So. <laughs> So you may have a, a have something that's fear of public speaking, perhaps, mm-hmm. while it may have different legs, there may be 15 times when the teacher shouted at you for speaking out in class or, and, and then another leg might be you went to, got home after school and, hey, mummy, hey, daddy, and they just went, oh, look, I'm busy, go away. Yeah. So each of the legs can have its own little recipe card box yeah, of absolutely. points of reference that, you know, it's just the way our brains, our brains process, like give me all the evidence that supports my belief Yes. But if we think about it, sticks in a recipe card box or a filing drawer or yep. anything that, that represents container, yeah, it helps us to con- conceptualize what tapping kind of is. Absolutely. Thank you for explaining it to that in that way. <laughs> now, tapping, um, I guess getting into a little bit of the science of it, tapping has some studies, um, I think by the Tapping Solution came out last year. Lots. Showing, you know, that amazing 43% drop in cortisol levels, which obviously yeah. is the main stress hormone, um, just by tapping in, in one hour. Now, Lorna, I know you have some tips. EFT is, I guess, when people describe it, they say it's a stress reduction and personal growth tool is how I always Correct. hear it described. And so I would love to know your tips. I believe you have three for us on <laughs> managing stress and overwhelm. Now, I'll just say as we are recording this, it's nearly Christmas and my brain's like, I haven't bought Christmas presents. My next tapping circle is actually letting go of mental overwhelm. <laughs> that is the time of year. <laughs> that's that's the focus. Um, but as this episode goes to air, I feel like people will have just had this little break because that's what mm-hmm. we do. We take this little break over Christmas and we think we're all refreshed and rejuvenated and we get back into it and life comes and hits us again like a ton of bricks because that little honeymoon period of the Christmas break is over, right? Yeah. So I feel like even though January for some people are like, oh, no, I'm good by January, I guarantee you're going to want to hear these tips. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tips what are your top tips? For, tips for overwhelm. So overwhelm to me is lack of prioritization. And I know people are going to go, Lorna, but it really is. What's important? Are those 15 posts a week on three different platforms, as well as writing two blogs and four videos? Do you have to do that this week? Honestly, what difference is it going to make to who you're going to connect with? So prioritise. Overwhelmed to me is prioritising. And whether that's your prioritising what you've got to do with the kids, the husband, the the, the partner, whatever they're referred to as, the, the the shopping, the get some structure. I hate structure. I'm not a structure person. <laughs> I hate it. But I see the value in me not getting stressed. Yes. Put some, put some structure in, in place. My sister loves structure. I hate it. <laughs> the other one is going to be we, we're always going to, advocate tapping you and I guess are always going to advocate tapping on anything now if people are not familiar with tapping or, or not really getting into doing tapping for their own work remember you can tap on one point whichever it is my favorite's the collarbone so it's like a flat hand at the yeah. top of my chest I know you can't visually see me but flat yeah. hand top of the chest and just tap there yeah. and breathe No words, don't think of any fancy video, what they're saying, no scripted, just breathe. 
that's my favorite way out of a panic attack. Yeah. Um, and I've been very fortunate not to have one for a long time, but with that overwhelm that goes on in your mind and your body, when you're having the panic attack, yeah. you, you're not necessarily going to be doing a full, you know, EFT starting on your, right. on the side of your hand, even though I feel like I'm having a panic attack, <laughs> even though right. I feel like I'm dying right now, you're not, you're not necessarily going to do that, but just simply to, um, you know, one point, whatever your favorite yeah. one is or whatever you're drawn to in that moment is yes. likely what you need tap and breathe because those calming messages are still going to be sent to yeah. then allow you to start processing what's going on once you've calmed. So, yes, yeah. I will always advocate for that simplistic, just start tapping and breathing. Absolutely. What was my third one? Did it just pop out of my head, my third I one? I interrupted you, sorry. <laughs> no, so I, I, we're going to uh, do overwhelm again if it's a structure in place. We're going to... Um, Oh, what was my third one? I wrote all the others down. I didn't write this one. So maybe we're only going to go with two top tips for stress. You know what? Tapping and breathing is Yeah, it gets us out of way. <laughs> and it literally just needs to be a couple of minutes. Yeah. It just takes the edge off mm-hmm. because our, our plan at that point in time is to calm you enough to allow you to get on with your day because sometimes you don't have time to go oh let me just go on you know spend 15 minutes tapping you got stuff to do yeah that's exactly right tap calm yourself in that moment yep that's right and that's going to cover off anything so yeah we might not have three that's okay two you know what two are perfect because prioritizing is massive as well you know that is such a big thing and something that people do struggle with because everything in the moment seems important particularly mm-hmm. if we are putting some emotional weight behind it as well, and it definitely yeah. feels important. Um, so learning how to prioritise what do I actually need to do, what is important right now, um, something that and I know thought of number three. Before, what is in my control um, as well yes. when you're prioritising and learning to let go of what is not in your control, um, which is the process on its own, learning how to just accept. And I know what number three is. Be kind to yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Yeah. Stop being a battering ram of where you should be and all the things you think you should be doing. Stop it. Sure, it is a dirty word. <laughs> it's a horrible word, but literally be kind to you. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I wish someone had told me that in my early days. Just stop and be kind. Yeah. That was going to be my next question for you, actually, is as a woman <laughs> in business now, what would you tell yourself? earlier is there anything else other than stop and be kind to yourself stop and be kind um really look at what's important yeah yeah really decide on what is important I did a lot of things that I didn't have to do or I did them out of oh exactly what you said earlier they're doing this and I should be doing that and what am I competitive all of that yeah and I think the main thing for me always enjoy what you're doing if you're not enjoying it, stop it. And I, I, my reference point of that is I did a lot of coaching in the uh, uh, party, not so much party plan, the direct selling space. Yeah. So I would work with a lot of people who, you know, you went on party plan on Saturday and by Monday you're in a business. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks down the track, <laughs> six months down the track, they hated it because they were joining for the connection. Yeah. And it was almost like I gave, working with me gave them permission to quit. Yeah. Permission to say, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Great. Go do something else. Yeah. Go yeah. do something. Go and get a job. The job's what you want to do. 
go and get a job. Yeah. Stop listening to anybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So mm. if you're listening today, next week, next month, whenever you're listening to this, write that down because even though it seems so simple, so, mm. so simple, I promise you'll forget it. And that is something that you'll want it to be a reference point back to. Am I enjoying what I'm doing? It's yes. a simple question, but actually ask yourself right now. And if you do listen to this podcast and share it on social media, I'm going to pop uh, Lorna's socials in here. But, you know, let us know. Reach out yeah. to either of us in the DMs. Are you enjoying what you are doing? And how has this question, as you reflect on that, made you feel? Do you mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, actually I am. I know where I am, where I'm meant to be. Do you feel like there could be some shifts? Or did we just really trigger the living daylight out of you because <laughs> yeah, you absolutely positively hate what you're doing because you've just invested 10 grand in your training yeah. don't care or is it just a little bit challenging and you need some support to get yourself on track and to get some direction yeah exactly yeah. I, yeah, I've heard a lot um I've, well, I've recently met quite a few people actually who are a lot of teachers actually and uh you know they go through and they do all of their qualifications which is you know a long four years uh, at minimum, depending on if you're doing early childhood, it's more. Yeah. Um, and maybe they started that straight out of uni or maybe they have this thriving passion for teaching, but then somewhere along the line, something's happened. And whether, you know, this, this is only these women. I know yeah. also know a lot of teachers who are still in the profession and love their job, by the way, <laughs> just being very, very um, clear here. Uh, and my mom's a principal. So not, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing bad happening here. I just wanted to say, though, that these particular women that I've met recently, though, there was these these connections like, but I did the four-year degree. Yeah. But what will my, you know, but what will my parents think? Or I've just spent, I just finished paying off my hex debt. Yeah. And I want to leave. And, and they're not leaving or making decisions. And this could be any profession. This is just people that I mm-hmm. know in my life recently. So they're not leaving or making decisions based on ish, things like that, whatever their reasons yeah. are but they're not happy. Yeah. And so are you enjoying what you are doing? And if there's somewhere that really is pulling you some in another direction, mm-hmm. you know, it's learning to trust, yeah. <laughs> surrender, listen to wa- your intuition. One <laughs> last happy. shot across Be the bow. Happy. One last shot across the bow of any mum listening to this. Yes. If you are in your business or in something and you're hating it, what are you teaching your children mm. about not putting yourself first mm. and for staying in an unhappy life? Because you would not want that for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. they're modeling, they're watching, and they're listening everything we do. Everything. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that one hit hard. Yeah, they I, love what I, I love what I do, but I think back to the years where I was burning myself into the ground and, right. and my daughter watching that as being a normal way, and that just makes me sad. To think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do as a wife and a mum and you give it all yeah. up and that yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Oh no, no. And there is a better way. There is. Absolutely. And if, and yes, you do have to put work into business to make it happen. You absolutely do. Um, but it doesn't mean that it has to um well, we just had a I just ran a well being week and one of the mm-hmm. things that I was really passionate about through that week was just that message that you can create that life um balance. And that business that you love without sacrificing your health because stress will absolutely sacrifice your health or your sanity. Yeah. You know, and you can go or your on, relationship. Or your relationships. Yes. yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Lana, you have um, a free course that you would love to offer um, our listeners to take a listen to. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? It is called the Self-Love Project. It is a four-module EFT tapping course. It's it's super basic. It's a video, a workbook, and a, a meditation And it's been created so we can turn that inner critic down in your head and give that cheer squad in your head a bit of a chance to shine. Yeah. And it's a real introduction to EFT, but not just here's EFT. This is how you do it. Yeah. Fantastic. I know you're going to pop the link in. Pop the link in. I will, yes. And and basically it turns up on one page and you download the whole thing at one time. Don't have to wait for weeks. We're not going to drip for it. There it is. No, super simple. Get in and get it done. And it sounds like it's got a a good, um, a nice little personal healing touch in there as well. It absolutely is. Self-love project. I want you all to love who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that inner critic is something I know so many women Mm -hmm. struggle with because I call her the inner mean girl. So, yeah, the inner critic. um, Yeah, she's, she's loud. For a lot of people, Way too <laughs> in loud. business or not in business, that inner critic can be loud in all areas and aspects of life. And learning how yeah. to uh, turn her down, I like that you said turn her down, not silence her, because we do yeah. want to, you know, with love, validate exactly <laughs> all those exactly. things. Um, she's not our enemy; she's just trying to keep us safe. But um, yeah, I love how you can learning how to turn her down is mm. a really, really valuable tool. And then you just let the other one come up and shine and she just gets a bit louder. They're not competing. Yeah. So I will link all of that in the show notes. Now I will also pop all of your socials and everything in there as well. But if someone is listening, doesn't want to go down and have a read and just wants to quickly jump on Instagram while they're listening, where can we find you on um, Facebook, Instagram? So Facebook is Australian Tapping Institute. Instagram is Australian Tapping Institute. My private, or actually it's not, it's a public group on Facebook is Business and Success with EFT. You'll see my, my face and my, my space all over there. That's where I put all my stuff about um, who we are and, and free stuff. I run masterclasses every month. So I have a free masterclass people can jump on. EFT based, but always topic based. Um, yeah, they can come and join me there and get some some assistance with EFT and start to start to shift your world around. Fantastic. And just to be clear, the self-love project is not for practitioners. It is an introduction to EFT. Exactly. It is, it is. for the everyday person. Just yes. come and just learn how to turn down that inner critics. Just yeah, it in is. case you're thinking you don't need to be a practitioner to go and do that one. <laughs> oh, there's nothing practitioner in it. It was created probably before I even had a school. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, thank you. I have loved every bit of this conversation. I'm still so excited. I want to keep going, but I better not. <laughs> thank I you. Love seeing I will value you again. Your time. Oh, it was so lovely to chat to you, Lorna. I really highly appreciate you joining us on Alive and Thriving and just the opportunity to talk to you in this space and the wisdom and the <laughs> business gold that you have just shared in this episode. I know I, well, I hope people are listening with a pen and paper honestly, a journal and just getting out as much as they possibly can. And if you haven't, make some time, go back, re-listen and then connect with Lorna on Facebook, uh, sorry, Instagram and let her know your biggest takeaways as yeah, well. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. Love to connect. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day and thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Bye everyone. 
You have been listening to Alive and Thriving by Inspired Life Collective. Did you know that you can help us to impact even more women on their well-being journey simply by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review? If stress or anxiety, life or business has got you feeling inside like you are just busting to come back to life, then I invite you to book a discovery call with me so we can chat about how Inspired Life Collective private and online services might be able to support you through your journey. I am so, so grateful to you for being here and having me in your ears. So until the next episode, just remember that you were born to thrive.